still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom. Tom, it's Monday evening, the sun is still shining on what has been a glorious Easter weekend, but I feel like all I've done is sit in front of the telly and watch glorious rugby with you. How have you found it? Yeah, what a weekend of, of rugby. Thoroughly enjoyed the, watching the, the Champions Cup. Felt like kind of a, a quarterfinal weekend. Back-to-back rugby. No stress, really. Got the bath game sorted nice and early. First mm. game of the, of the weekend. And yeah, been some absolutely fantastic games. London Irish involved in, in, in a great game that, that we enjoyed. And then just watching those top French teams in, in full flow. I mean, Racing 92... Uh, the, the performance against Edinburgh was was yeah quite incredible. So yeah, it's been a been a really nice sunny weekend, but not seen as much of it as I probably otherwise would. G. Yeah, but it's lockdown. What are we meant to do? And when they put a feast of rugby like that in front of us, all we can do is sit back and enjoy it. And yeah, getting the bath game done early, I think, was good for our nerves. It settled us certainly, but it also feels like an eternity ago. Friday at three o'clock feels so long ago. So you definitely had to refresh the memory on the bath game. But as you say, Tom, I think the the, the French teams for me were, were the highlight of, of that weekend. And, and you mentioned Racing ninety two, um, and, and, and God, they were so they were so good but but to lose as well in, mm. in that win that win against Munster which is a very difficult place to, to obviously go and win even without the fans and, and I you know any chance I get um given my my scrum half career is slowly going down the drain to watch you know one of the best scrum halves I've ever seen and probably one of the best players in the world right now Antoine de Pont yeah. play like that um it, it, it was glorious to watch yeah so I should have said actually my 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 favourite French team of the week was, of course, Bordeaux. Uh, <laughs> maybe not quite playing quite as an exciting kind of world-class brand of rugby, but put our our good friends at, um, over in over in Bristol out of the competition nice and early. So mm. again, that was that was pretty stressful. It felt like a Bristol win was was potentially on the cards, but but pulled away late on. So yeah, so, yeah. M- so much criticism, I think, from BT of the French directors not showing the correct angles on that on that key Bordeaux try. But yeah, certainly no no complaints from me. And, and I think as someone tweeted uh, uh, last night, winning in Bordeaux is not for everyone. Bath's famous winning, it's proved obviously in Bordeaux. So <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that one. And, um, and this was without... You know, Leinster Toulon, which would have been one of the games of the weekend. I mean, you know, the Racing game wasn't exactly close. There were a few fairly one-sided games across both both tiers of, of competitions. But Leinster Toulon at Leinster would have been would have, would have been great. Um, mm. Some some cracking teams, Tom. And I think my main takeaway, I thought, I think you know, as well as enjoying the the, the French teams and the French flair, was. Oh, thank God we're not in that competition because <laughs> we'd be in and we'd be out very, very quickly. I think looking at the way Racing just dismantled an Edinburgh side who, who played okay, and 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 looking at the, the the struggles Bristol had and Wasp losing at the death, and I think you know had Bath been in that competition. 
particularly if we played like the way we played against Zebra on Friday afternoon, it, it could have been quite a tough game to watch. And I think on the contrary, I think this competition gives us a chance at, at serious silverware. And whilst we were poor, I still look at the teams remaining in the competition um, and think we can still almost beat everyone so yeah I, I think that was a huge takeaway and whilst we love talking about the Champions Cup and, and particularly when we can go on these incredible away days to Claremont to Toulouse to these sorts of places it's fantastic but in a Covid year I think it's fantastic that we can kind of have a competition where A we can blood some some young guys and B have a genuine chance of winning it so um, yeah I, I think that's that, that's a positive. Yeah I don't think the, the producers of the respective competitions necessarily see them on uh, the quite on as, as equal terms as as that I think you know mm. some some great coverage at times and I actually really enjoyed some of the freshening up of the the punditry um, guys like John Barkley uh, the, the the there was a trio of Irish guys O'Driscoll O'Callaghan and a uh, and a, a commentator who were mumbling each other to, to each other for one of the games but turning to to kind of I guess the Bath game G and yeah, just watching back some highlights there. And I, I thought I was a little bit confused when that first try went in and the, the camera was, it seemed like the cameraman was posted on the moon, to be honest, because it was so <laughs> far away. You couldn't make out what was going on. They seemed to be missing stuff left, right and centre. I don't think the producer was a rugby fan because he didn't really seem to be capturing some of the, well, the, the, the key events, shall we say. The whole production was completely embarrassing, starting from... The, the showing of the team sheets where they had Orlando Bailey you know we know he's the Messiah the second coming of Jesus Christ particularly on, on Easter weekend but he can't play at 10 and also on the left wing you know I think they had him instead of Thock and Seager's face I think they also they, they made another mistake uh, uh, in, in that sort of graphic as well and then just throughout the, the, the cameraman was too far away he was missing stuff the producer wasn't cutting to stuff the referee seemed to be missing almost everything at the breakdown both for and against Bath and I think what was just most incredible to me Tom was the referee would kind of blow his whistle twice which signifies time off but the clock the, the match clock would just continue to run and we kind of assumed watching it that oh the match clock the referee's clock and the, the clock we see on the telly must be you know not aligned and there's going to be sort of 80 80 there's going to be 83 85 minutes of this game but as soon as the 80 minutes on the on the tv clock went to, to 80 minutes he blew up which which seemed like we'd, we'd had about a 70 75 minute game yeah it didn't seem like a, a priority for, for for european rugby and for for the producers certainly no, not at all. Um, reminds me of the old, the old clock at the wreck, I think. Uh, I think they might have sorted it now, but it, that would just run. And so you'd have to kind of guess uh, being sitting in the stands. I think it was the one above the, um, you know, where there's the bar at the the, the far end, mm. where the, you know, ultimately where the, where the players run out from. And the clock used to run on, and you get to about 46 minutes. We're about to throw it away, or 86 minutes, sorry. And you'd be, you'd be praying for that that final whistle. But yeah, not a, not a great operation. And mm. We turned out and, and started that game in equally kind of dismal mm. and um, kind of lethargic, lethargic fashion. G, yeah, very mm. much the old cliche of of still being uh, on the bus or or maybe on the plane. In this mm. case, we were we were very very poor in that 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 first ten minutes yeah. and, and what went. Well, go on. Well, sorry, Tom. Just before we get into into the game, the twenty seven thirty five win. I, I think. Obviously, it will it will be obvious now that we've got no Charlie this weekend. Um, so, so 
I think it's an opportunity, Tom, for us. We've been going quite long recently on the podcasts, and I think a lot of people have had a lot of rugby this weekend, and especially with Bath's next game coming quickly on the Friday. Mm. I think we're going to try and keep this to a bite-sized edition of the Bath Rugby Plug podcast. So before we get into the game, just follow us on socials, subscribe and review. No chance for reading out some great reviews we've been having recently, but go to wherever you get your podcasts, be that Spotify, Acast, iTunes, and review the podcast. We will read them out on our next marathon pod um, but let's get into the game Tom and as I say 27-35 win Bath 14-0 down and 21-7 down happy with the win progressing or concerned with the performance where, where where's your mindset sort of well 72 hours or however long after the game yeah I mean ultimately it's it's knockout rugby right so the the only important thing to from from that point of view was to was to get the win and it mm. would have been you know really catastrophic for if we hadn't hadn't done that I think a lot of uh, fans ourselves included and I I would I would dare say a lot of the players kind of quite fancy this this competition mm. you know three we're three games now away from 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 getting that silverware um, so it, it would have been you know, a massive upset in the context of European rugby and it would have been disastrous. And and we got that win and, you know, towards the end, it was, uh, we closed it out. And I wasn't, it was funny watching the game. I wasn't particularly worried at any stage, really, that we were actually going to lose the game. But as those tries started to, started to go in early doors, um, it felt like, you know, when is the response going to come? When is the response going to come? The, the one thing I would say is that, you know, all three of those first three tries who was it for 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 the winger Pierre Bruno who I think got a hat-trick after 24 <laughs> minutes and then sacked it off at half time or just after because he'd, he'd he'd done his work but all three tries were kind of were fairly streaky I mean there was it was us losing possession um for for one of the tries I think the second try was a kind of chip through that uh, Max Clark kind of um set up quite nicely and, and kind of almost own goal to the to, to the try line so it was a little bit streaky and yeah I guess to, to go back to your question ultimately we won the game but we're going to have to play a hell of a lot better against mm-hmm. London Irish. And I think we will. I think we did underestimate the opposition. I thought we, we, we went there with a strong team, as we said. And I think they just kind of underestimated Zebra and also just expected the win to come really easily. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was kind of more of a struggle and, and probably more stressful for fans than it needed to be. Yeah, certainly was more stressful than I, I was hoping for to get the weekend kicked off. I, I really thought the performance was, was concerning, Tom. And I think I think one excuse maybe that you can that I will I will start with is is they look flat and they look really lethargic. And I think it's the first time we've been outside of the UK for a game since January 2020, obviously with everything going on with COVID mm. when we lost at Ulster. First time outside of the UK since December 2019 when we lost to Claremont in that weekend that, that we went to. And that that's a long, long time ago. Yeah. So I think that journey that journey in the guy's legs is is not to be underestimated here. And I think the heat as well. Whilst these these are kind of excuses that you, you, you shouldn't have at professional level, I do think they played a factor in, in that lethargic, flat start. You know, as you say, we kind of almost assumed that it would come and it, and it didn't. And, and fair play to Zebra, Zebra, they look far more up for it and far more energetic than we did. But I think even with that being the case, I just think we made so many errors like yeah, you say those those um, 
those tries came from kind of streakiness. But the first one, we just don't really react from a quick tap from a penalty. And the second one, the, the ball kind of, the third one, sorry, the ball bobbles out of the ruck, just inaccuracy at the ruck. And then nobody's back for to, 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 um, to, to receive the kick through. And, 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 in that first half, it just seemed like we'd drop the ball, we'd miss a line-out, we'd miss a tackle, we'd, we'd not gather a high ball from, from a kick. I just feel like we made so many errors being out of position in the back three, and, and I thought it was I thought it was, was, was concerning. And, and, and whilst we did end up winning the game, I thought we just we still probably almost deserved to lose that game. You know, I think they outgained us in terms of metres, possession, carries, defenders beaten and turnovers conceded. And I think if you're Zebra, looking at that that performance, I think you can rightfully almost feel like, like you deserve to win that game. And then kicking sticks uh, it, it, towards the end of the game. Instead of going for the corner, they may live to regret that because if they do get that try, you know, it, 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 it would have been a huge upset. And, and I, I think... The upset was on. I think we're lucky to get away with a win, and and I was concerned, to be honest, Tom, by the performance. Yeah, I, I think the other thing is that they, you know, it, we've spoken about kind of the volume of rugby that some of these guys play. You know, some with with England, but also some with Bath, and you know that was the tenth, the tenth game on the spin. Um, week on week since kind of the the, the lockdown in um, you know just after the new year and then you know we've got um, I don't know the exact number we've got multiple games now on the bounce mm. um, almost until just looking at the fixtures until the end of the season now I think uh, one break until the end of the season on the on the 12th of, of June so I think that you know some of the 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 mistakes we made but also just generally the the flatness and the lack of intensity I think you know, brutally speaking, like a lot of guys almost saw it as a little bit of a, mm. a rest weekend. You know, they saw how badly the Italians played in the Six Nations and they just thought we'll go over there and it will be it'll be it's really straightforward. It's, it's not, it's not. And but I, I have some sympathy for them given the the how brutal the schedule has been. Uh, but you know, uh, as you say, it, if if that ends up in in a defeat. It's it's catastrophic, and there would be you know questions I think that would be rightly asked of of that. And you know the other thing I think that maybe illustrates that point around maybe not really seeing it as an actual contest is the fact that I don't think we saw Stuart Hooper. Oh, she's kind of look. I don't think we saw Stuart Hooper at uh, uh, Palmer in, in in the stadium, and and that may be completely wrong, and it may be again just be a function of the poor production quality that meant that they thought that Neil Hatley was the the, the the you know the head honcho and that Stuart Hooper was a water boy so every time something happened they would pan to Neil Hatley but we didn't see him and if that's not the case then you know what kind of message does does that does that send why would you pick your best team and not send your your DOR for a competition that you were genuinely really focusing on and 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 trying to win that that would be strange and I I'll be interested to hear from people if 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 you, people mm. did see him or if anyone's seen anything on the news or social media about that because again that would illustrate to me that. We weren't quite taking it as seriously as, as 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 we probably should have done. Yeah, hashtag where's Hooper on socials. I think that's absolutely right. And I, the only thing I could I could think is if, if there was some sort of coronavirus situation yeah, with Hooper. Yeah. But if that was the case, surely there'd be close contacts in the squad that we would hear of. And we saw how strict the EPRC were with with Toulon's cancellation. Mm. Surely, if if, if Hooper that, that there was something going on with that, the the, the game would likely be cancelled. So yeah, it was bizarre that we we didn't see Hooper and we've touched. On the, the poor production, so maybe it was just a case of that, Tom. 
Um, I think our, our our power game really took took hold yeah. in, in, in the latter stage of the first half and into the second half. But before we go on to that, and I know you're itching to talk about Will Stewart and Beno Urbano, but I just want to get your take on, on, on the midfield. Uh, and I think generally the backs. So I think Max Ajoma, who, you know, first start for Bath, congrats to Max, had one carry on the day. Rocco Daguni, nine metres made in four carries. An experienced winger like that. And I think really there's there's kind of a question on, on social media um, about how much we're using the midfield and in particular Orlando Bailey at fly half. Henry Bate is someone who got in touch with us on Twitter to say, are we trying to take too much pressure off Bailey? What was your reading of, of that midfield, Tom? I think, I think that's a really interesting question on, on, on Bailey because it's a very fine line, isn't it, as we always say with, with young players. You can throw them in to, to action and, and basically see if they, they sink or swim. And some players, some sportsmen thrive in, the, in that environment. But you need to be very careful that you don't knock their confidence and, 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 and set them back. And clearly the approach that has been taken by Bath is that Bailey's come in, but he's very much, as you said last week, which I thought was kind of a good way of putting it, he's very much with stabilizers on. He's not mm. doing any of the kicking, despite the fact that when we've seen him place kick, he looks to be a you know a really natural kicker. Ben Spencer's essentially doing um, two positions a lot of the time, can which, do it as well. which 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 yeah, he's he's you know only Ben Spencer can 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 do. Uh, Jonathan Joseph taking ball at first receiver a lot of the time last week, as well as 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 you as you observe. So it's an interesting one because I think. I don't think it necessarily works as a solution, like in the in the medium term. But I I, I don't think that's 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 the plan. Mm. I think it if teams started to work out that we were he was essentially you know an ex not an extra man, but he was essentially just there because we needed a ten. He would start to get targeted in a more material way, and that's not necessarily good for good for anyone. He needs to be out of his comfort zone. But I just think at the moment. Giving him, you know, the ropes completely would maybe put him too far out of his comfort zone to knock his confidence. So I think it's kind of sensible in the early stages of things. But what I personally would expect to see and would like to see is that gradually more responsibilities are kind of moved over to him. You know, we forget that he's barely had any mm. game time, not just at this level, but even at the level immediately below with obviously the, the Premiership Rugby Cup and, and you know, Bath mm. United's A-League being cancelled. So he's, he's not had much time. And I think it's sensible to try and, you know, blood him a bit more, bit more gently. But I don't think it works, you know, mm. uh, I don't think it works kind of for, for more than... Uh, a few games I think he, he needs to be given the reins a little bit more going mm. forwards that's 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 my view but what, what, what are you? yeah I, I don't think that giving him the kicking or or, or anything like that would, would necessarily you know would give him more responsibility but I don't think that would necessarily bring him into the game more in, in attack I'd I don't know I, I don't necessarily mind what what they're doing with Bailey I, I, I like the way that they're they're allowing him to 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 kind of come into the game when when he feels like he can influence it, and he influenced it with you know ultimately a really important try in the second half. What I was disappointed with on on Sat on Friday was the players around him, uh, and that's Ben Spencer aside, and and it's difficult because he's got Max Ajoma or on you know making his first start at twelve. But I was disappointed in the performance, particularly of of Clark. Of, of Watson and of Rocco Daguni. I think those experienced guys did not do enough in that back line to influence the game and to take the pressure off him. And I think we saw JJ was was good at doing that in the London Irish game, but I just don't think that that that, that was done to, to 
well enough by by Clark and by Watson. So I don't mind the way they're using him, and I think they're right to kind of ease him in. And I think he's can happily step in when he wants to, but I think it just means that other players are going to have to step up, and I don't think that happens. And I think well reading enough. reading Henry's Henry mm. Bates tweet, uh, you know, in, in in full, I think he's right that we did kind of switch to kind of a more forward-oriented game. And it was something that watching the game we were calling out for. You know, Abano and Stewart are just just destroyers. Like, having those guys back is so big for, for the team. And for a large part of that game, the only part of our game that was was functioning as we would expect against against a team, you know, like Zebra, who we, we would expect to, to dominate with the resources and players that we've got, the only part of our game that was functioning was the scrum. You know, that was hugely dominant. And whilst you can't, manufacture scrums you can't you know knock it on or um you know <laughs> you can't you can't uh, kind of as i say you can't just just make there be scrums you can you can you know <laughs> as much as you like like i thought about it i thought about it you uh, you you uh, you can play in a in a way that means that you re- those guys can come into the game more and i think we 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 did that more as the 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 game went on and as we kind of showed we were able to ad- adapt to to, to the situation um, but obviously the the impact of that is that you know Matsujoma for example whilst the experience of the trip and being involved in the environment and the build up and mm. you know even the review will be will be great for him he wasn't really involved in the game at all mm. I mean him, himself and Bailey are clearly really good defenders which I think is a positive mm. uh, you know Zebra had, had most of the, the, the ball I would say in, when it was out in the back so they're both good defenders but I mean they didn't really get their hands on the ball in, in you know to, to actually gain actually much match experience mm. I would say so yeah I, 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 do, I do agree with, with Henry from that point of view yeah I think once it it, it's, it, it got to 21-7 and 14-0 I think yeah, the power game took over, and I was very impressed with, with Stuart and Abano. I thought that the scrummaging and carrying of Stuart was was excellent. Look back to his sort of pre-England form, Tom, and, and, and that was what ultimately won us that game. I think one thing I'd be interested to get your opinion on is is, is the hooker battle. The hooker battle. Um, so, obviously, Tom Dunn out for three weeks confirmed, so two more weeks uh, with, for following the red card against London Irish. And Jack Walker started and we saw Jack Detoit off the bench for the first time against Zebra. Lloyd Rimmer got in touch with us on Twitter saying, Phil Jack Walker's really upped his game the last couple of weeks. Tom Dabinet, on the other hand, says, increasingly feel that the gap between Walker and Dunn is bigger. Uh, and a lot of people calling for a bit more Jack Detroit action and, and maybe from the start this weekend. Where do you where do you where do you come down on, on that conversation? Uh well Lloyd Rimmer's one of the one of the top fans. He's he's kind of been kind of very vocal in supporting us from the start. So I I always look to try and uh, agree with Lloyd, but I think on on this occasion I'd I'd you know Jack Walker's a bit of a frustration as we've said so many times because I don't I don't think he's he's ever lived up to his potential, and I'll be interested to see where Lloyd thinks he's starting to to improve his game. I mean, the lineup for me is so frustrating. He kind of loops the lineup ball in. It, it, it seems really easy to kind of get up in front of and to to read, and I just don't think he's as again comparing to Tom Dunn, which is very harsh. But I don't think he's 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 anywhere near as dynamic or as as kind of like powerful in in defence. And then even when he gets the ball in hand, yeah, he sometimes shows that he's he's got good touches, offloading and passing. But I don't think he's ever a real da- like danger with 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 ball in hand necessarily. So, you know, 
Jack, Jack the Tall, we don't know much about. It's a very small sample size, and we've seen a lot of, of, of Jack Walker, and we, we know what he, he, he brings, I think. So it's difficult to say, but I, I personally thought that Detroit looked looked strong when he when he came on. Um, kind of classic South African mould, gnarly style of play, sort of Aka van der Merwe uh, at sale. He, he kind of reminds me of in that he's very active at the breakdown. He likes to get his his hands on the ball and he'll he'll be doing the nuts and bolts very well, mm. having learned his rugby in South Africa. So I'd personally like to see him him get 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 more more time. Um and you know, whilst maybe you wouldn't get him straight in the starting jersey against London Irish, given that he's only linked up with the the, the team for a you know a, a couple of months now, I'd probably like to see him play a more material part of mm. of, of of that game. So maybe on at half time or just after, rather than what was it the kind of fifteen or so minutes mm. that 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 he got. My mm. right to reply on Twitter, Lloyd Rimmer, and certainly get in touch with your thoughts on the hooker battle, the backup hooker battle at Bath at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter. I'll ask you a question mm. quickly. So, Anthony Watson was one of the best players in the Six Nations, wasn't he? And he was he, he looked electric, and he's in most people's starting lines fifteen now. I thought that I, again, it may, may be a mental thing, but I thought that he looked very, very out of sorts all of a sudden coming back into into that bath shirt. I mean, how often do you see him drop two or three or four maybe balls at the back, not winning the not kind of dominating the areas he normally does and 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 you know mishandling it. And and you know, not even not coming into the line in, in the way that he normally does. You'd expect him to be tearing ribbons mm. uh in, in in that sort of opposition. And yeah, he he didn't quite look you know, anywhere near what, what what we've kind of learned to expect from him. Tough going from the wing back to fullback. I think that's the only excuse I I, I can come up with. As you say, electric on the yeah. wing for England. And I've long thought, particularly for Bath, that fullbacks is his best position because he gets the ball more. Um, and I just think maybe that adjustment that come down after the Six Nations. Maybe he needs a little bit of a break if we can get De Glamble back. Maybe Anthony needs a break. Uh, you know, we speak about guys that played a lot of rugby. Well, Anthony seems to be non-stop rugby uh, for, 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 you know, a long period of time now. So, yeah, I, I didn't think he looked his best. You're right. And I think he needs time to, to settle back in. And I think maybe a week off and, and get it back back into the the, the, the the Bath systems might help him. But agreed. Look, looks like disappointing. Let's move on quickly from from the Bath game, Tom. Before I make just a couple more points, uh, maybe a couple of positives to to take away. I think firstly, Joe looked sharp. Yeah, made mistakes for sure, but looked sharp. I, I thought he was maybe a, one of our best players. You know the way he scored that try, even though it looked like I was trying to tackle him. <laughs> it was it was it, it, you know he looked. We said men against boys. That literally looked like men against boys, but I don't think Joe was necessarily back to dominant. Funny, funny you say you were. Trying to, trying to tackle him I've got in my notes the worst tackle I've seen since being at Old Sulian's RFC with a certain uh, a certain chap in uh, a rather tight fitting number 9 shirt um, or maybe number 12 shirt who knows um, without Charlie's right to reply but yeah our, our sitting room certainly erupted when he went in to score that try it's exactly the sort of thing he needs uh, even if it was it was simple and 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 you'd expect him to, to mm. score it we just want to see him get his confidence back, and I'm so encouraged by the fact that he's going looking for it. Yeah, uh, and and who knows how you know some of the the kind of more personal stuff that we mentioned last week is playing on his mind. So hopefully, did he get two tries in the end? No, just one. Well, he had one disallowed, didn't he? Yeah, with the 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 knock on with Ben Spencer kind of through the legs. Mm. I think that was his try as well, wasn't it? Yeah. But 
yeah, great to see him back and, and back on the score sheet. And I, I agree. I think whilst not perfect, he's he's making progress. I would say. Mm. And you laugh about old tunes, but you know, a real quick note. Um, amateur rugby back so get down to your local rugby club wherever that is old students you know new players always welcome but wherever you want to play just get down to your local rugby club it's fantastic fun particularly if the weather holds like this um, particularly if you're a good tackler as well I think they're <laughs> a bit short well no because it's uh, yeah limited contact obviously with Covid rules so but yeah seriously get to your local rugby club it's, it's obviously fantastic fun and the final point Tom I just want to say and Ben Armitage on Twitter flagged this up sort of pointing out that, that we're better at coming back in games this season we've seen that, that we've we've not been able to do that in previous seasons but he pointed out the, the Northampton Saints game in particular where we came back into that game really strongly and obviously this game against weaker opposition but that's a positive and as you say qualification a positive um, and, and yeah I think we've got to try and find the positives because otherwise that that would be quite a dark I'm, performance, I'm I think. Sorry, very quickly. Part mm. of that is, you know, scoring at the right times. And yeah. again, another try just before half time, which takes the, the deficit from 14 points to seven and just puts us right back in the game. So mm. knowing sort of how to win games, and I think a big part of that is, is scoring at the right times and not conceding. Yeah. And on we go, Tom, um, to face London Irish, a familiar foe, obviously the the most recent Premiership game, a defeat 36-33 in that game where Bath ended up with with, um, sort of 12 men on the field at one point. Um, Friday, 8 o'clock kickoff. So again, we'll, we'll know the Bath result before any other game that weekend, which will hopefully allow us to enjoy the rest of the rugby, knowing the Bath's qualification is secure. Uh, and yeah, interestingly, Tom, you know, obviously that most recent Prem game, which I spoke about, but this was the game that was cancelled at yeah. the rec because of a coronavirus outbreak. We all uh, had tickets outbreak. to yeah, we had tickets Boxing too. Day, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Boxing Day, fantastic. So I think we'll finally be able to get the, the result of that game, which which I guess will be nice to, to know exactly where these two teams stand. And, and you mentioned London Irish's performance, uh, a win against Cardiff Blues, 41-35, uh, Curtis Rona try in the, in the dying moments. A fantastic game of rugby that was. What sort of threat do you think London Irish pose, given we've seen them quite recently and obviously saw them again play at the weekend? Yeah, I think that, that young back three are mm. really coming into into their own. I mean, particularly, they showed kind of glimpses in the game against against Bath, but particularly against against Cardiff. Tom Parton at, at fullback. Uh, ben Loder, who got who got man of the match from the right wing, but I thought Ollie Hassel Collins on the the left wing coming into the line looks a really powerful runner. Um, I think did he get yeah he got a couple of tries in that that game against Cardiff and 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 looked dangerous. Nick Phipps as well as a, as I said to you when we were watching the game. I think you know whilst maybe London Irish have overpaid for for some of the international talent they've they've brought in, mm. I think he is managing their game really nicely. Along with with Paddy Jackson, he he manages the tempo of the game really well. He's uh, he's he's I think he kicks effectively from from the base as well and manages territory. So he's a guy that you know I think uh, yeah, it's clearly very experienced. And and Ben Spence will be looking to kind of just win the the battle of 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 the nines there. But yeah, they're they're a solid outfit, and I you know I I, I enjoy watching them play. That said, I was I think. You know, rooting them not only because they're an English side against the Welsh side, but I also think that we kind of they're a bit of a known quantity to us. You know, we lost them a, a couple of weeks ago at the Brentford, the Brentford Community Stadium, 
But it was a game that, you know, we all said that we probably should have won, obviously down to 12 men, as you said. Mm-hmm. So clearly discipline is going to be absolutely key and we don't want a repeat of mm-hmm. of, 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 of that. Um, but I think, again, we, we kind of know, know what to expect uh, to some degree, whereas Cardiff, you know, would be a completely unknown quantity and they've got some really solid guys in there, Josh Navidi, Thomas Williams, Hallam Amos, Josh Adams, Willis Halaholo. So guys that are, have, have just come off the back of uh, a Six Nations win. So I think, yeah, prefer to be to be playing London Irish. Um, I think we need to we need to make sure we, we kick well, win the battle yeah. of territory, maybe kick, make sure we're kicking over the shoulders of the, that back three and, and not kicking straight to them when they can kind of run back and counter-attack. And I think, yeah, hopefully it will be enough mm. to, to swing it at, at, at our place at the wreck. Yeah, just thinking back to that, that game, Tom, I think my three keys to victory, if you like, were harness the power of the scrum and of the line-out. This time we will have a stronger scrum with, with Abano and Stewart presumably starting. Mm. So harness the power of that. We saw at the end of that game how dominant we can be. So, so, so don't be afraid to use it. Uh, uh, kick better. Assume they'll be that without a loose head as well. Mm, yeah, because he was off for a red card. red card. Correct. So, so kick better, kick better than we did, and I think Spencer, of course, key to that. And, and then the, the most important one is just defending transition better. Do not let them. When we do kind of spill the ball over the ball and, and they look to counter-attack we must reshape our defensive line a lot better than we did we saw two or three tries in that that, that premiership game where where we'll be conceded off of counter-attack so we need to defend in transition better and kind of get get our our, our organization clearer and i think that will be the the, the focus of of the, the the week's training for bath and and obviously keep your discipline a lot better um Yules will be back, I think, Tom. Yep. One week, ban served. Uh, Dunn has three weeks, as I mentioned, and Will Muir won't be back, who, who got two weeks, um, the kind of legacy of that London Irish game. Underhill went off with a with a HIA in the Zebra game, so that's certainly one to watch. But I think apart from that, from my point of view, uh, a, a full-strength team, because this is a competition I really do think we can do well in, Tom. Um, final one for you, uh, a, a quick question. Would you say you're more or less confident of winning the the champions the, the the challenge cup having watched all the rugby you've watched this weekend Bath's game London Arches game all of the other European challenge cup games more or less confident now than you are Friday 2.30 I think marginally less confident to be honest I think we yeah if you, if you look at the standard of our game versus uh, you know the London Irish game for example but also Montpellier Glasgow as well it is, um, and, and Ulster, I think, who've got mm. a, a big win against Quinns as well. I think, you know, if, if I'm in a, if I'm in the London Irish camp this week, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, pretty confident having looked at what we were able to do with some of those incredible players that we had on the field. So probably less confident, but I also think that we kind of lowered our game to a certain degree to what we expected to be the level of the opposition. And I think we'll, the, the travelling aspect had a, had a bit of an impact as well. And so I, I expect us to, to, to raise our game but um, it's, it's certainly not going to be easy and uh, you know if we can get this 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 win against London Irish then you know sorry it's a draw then for the for the semi-final 
Oh, is it? Yeah, so oh, okay. all, all the four teams go into a, a pot and then a draw on the 11th of April, obviously, after the weekend right. to determine the, the semi-finals. So, yeah, whoever that could be, um, there, there looks to be some quite so, strong teams. Um, yeah, I mean, so, it would likely be Montpellier, right, assuming that they beat, beat Benetton. Mm. Um, Northampton, Ulster, you'd have to say that's a, that's a fairly tight game. And then, again, Leicester, Falcons, a tight game. So... You know, more than more than likely. I mean, there's a good chance it's it's a, it's an English team that we've we've played uh, a couple of times, and obviously this season, and 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 we'll know. Um, but yeah, wait to see, mm. and and very much don't look ahead to that draw and all those possibilities. Let's focus on getting the job done. <laughs> the job done on on Friday night. Thanks for joining me, Tom. What a brilliant weekend of rugby bite-sized podcast for you there hope you enjoyed it thank you very much for listening subscribe review the podcast follow us on socials at bath rugby plug you know we've had a fantastic weekend of rugby and we've got another one coming up next weekend so enjoy all the rugby hopefully bath kickstart it with a win but whatever happens stick behind the boys through thick and thin